Hello and welcome back to the American Cultist Podcast. My name is Sean Prober and you're once again joining me to discuss all things American and how best to proceed. Now today we have probably one of the most fun articles I've, I've ever written. Um, in, in that joy of falling down a rabbit hole and Obviously, this is a topic, the defense budget, that I've criticized a ton. A lot of people have. A lot of people are very familiar with the concepts of military-industrial complex and our perpetual war. I know we've had an article about that. But geez, it's, it's actually a bit worse than I even, even imagined. I think the worst part is exactly the strength of the rhetoric that gets pushed out and the propaganda that gets pushed out to justify these perpetual wars. And and that's mostly what this is about. So when discussing lowering the defense budget, many fall into accepting a false dichotomy. On one side is spending more than the next 10 countries, Each dollar removed from this ideal represents an incremental move towards the side containing all imagined dangers. Contrarily, the connection between spending and American safety is not always so directly positive, with our often incendiary and erratic foreign policy leading to anti-American sentiment abroad and continued military entanglements. During the earliest days of this pandemic, when supplies were at a premium and the expensive intelligence was without value, even those without a great imagination could see the opportunity costs of this expenditure. Now, according to the Brookings Institute, those people who believe $714 billion, 2020's defense budget, is too much for a nation to spend are not looking at the historical context. While $714 billion is substantially impressive, the spending as a percentage of the nominal GDP has dropped since the Cold War. In the past three years, our defense budget has hovered around 3% of the overall GDP. Well, defense budget uh, spending in the 1960s was closer to 89 now that's very interesting because we, we often hear about this rise of the military industrial complex and obviously growing up uh, with, with the Iraq war going on, it was, it was a major, major point. And I, and I think Brookings Institute thinks that this number really, really defeats <laughs> anybody who says that we, we need to lower uh, the rates. If anything, the, the vibe is, well, you should be thankful. So given, given those facts, I really want you to read the Brookings article, and that's on the site, and well worth, <laughs> well worth taking a look at. As the 2018 National Defense Strategy envisions, the United States must, quote, maintain a strong nuclear deterrent, protect the homeland from attacks by missiles, aircrafts, terrorists, and others, defeat China or Russia in conventional combat and deter North Korea while doing so, and sustain momentum in the war of terror. It's quite a 
What a load. All that muscle for only a few percentage points worth of GDP can't be wrong, right? And despite the Brookings argument that America should be thankful for the bang per buck they receive, they're largely not. And, and this is a, a Democrat and Republican thing. Uh, more Democrats are against it, but about 50% of Republicans uh, are actually in favor of it as well. What is causing the American people to so ungratefully snub their noses at this great value? Well, in addition to wanting to end the war on terrorism because of the amount of innocent people who have been killed in its wake, some estimate 12 million people have been killed and 37 million displaced. Americans might be getting suspicious about the health of our economy. Now, while the nominal GDP indicates a healthy and growing economy, when adjusted for inflation, we see a much, a much less impressive graph. And you could also check that out on, on the website. Now, when we, need, when we adjust for inflation, we're seeing a far flatter incline than the commonly reported nominal GDP. Using the nominal GDP as a gauge for spending has failed because the perceived spending permitted by the GDP doesn't accurately reflect the value of the dollar taken from the taxpayer. At, at the peak of defense spending per GDP, we also see that corporate America provided a much larger percentage of the total tax revenue than during our recent campaigns. The result is that the American taxpayer shoulders the blame in wars largely entertained for corporate interests. Finally, this money the American taxpayer spends to the American war industry goes into the GDP, where it justifies more spending. It's, uh, more than a bit, more than a bit twisted. In 1962, the defense budget was 54 billion out of 605 billion GDP. Adjusted for inflation, that 473 billion today. Our, our 2020 defense bill was 714 billion. The American taxpayer is actually spending more than we did in 1962 by a good deal. Experiencing inflation and slowed growth and is burdened with the costs of foreign adventurism while corporations benefit without their previous risk, without that skin in the game. To do all this in the absence of the Soviet Union and with largely contrived threats, well, that, folks, is American exceptionalism.